0: Hi, Brandon. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on today.
0: It's great to have you with us. Now, could you start by talking a little bit about how you got into SEO, please?
1: Yeah, I kind of fell into it after I graduated from college, got my degree in business marketing. And the first job I got out of school was helping a company out with their digital marketing, which I didn't really know much about it. They said, Don't worry, we don't know much either. We're going to learn with you. and." Taking to classes and workshops and seminars. And after doing that for a few months, this is back in 2007, just kind of realized this is the future. Probably everyone's going to probably have a website and there's a lot of different ways to get traffic. And I was helping out with like their SEO, doing social media, doing some paid ads, doing some email marketing, which it all works to get traffic. But I just focused more on the SEO side of things just because that's a way to get free traffic. So I thought, why spend money on paid ads if you get up there for free and over time worked at different advertising agencies as the director of SEO and before work and after work and on my lunch breaks, so I would work in my own company and built that up to result, but eventually quit my job a few years ago and focused solely on this and really been doing that ever since.
0: Oh fantastic. So We hear a lot about keywords with SEO. How important is it to use the right keywords for your content?
1: Uh, One of the starting points is finding what keywords people search for, because you want to make sure that you're putting the right keywords in the right places or you're using the right keywords. That way, when people search on Google, you're getting the right traffic because you might think that this is a good keyword, but if nobody searches for it, then it's not going to do much good for you. And there's tools like the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool from Google that will show you how many people actually search for that keyword so you could go into Google and the Google Keyword Planner and say all right I want to rank for the keyword like seafood restaurant and Google might tell you all right seafood restaurant is good but there might be another variation that gets more searches such as seafood restaurants might get 10 times more searches than seafood restaurant singular or seafood as one word versus seafood as two words is going to get different search volumes, and that's where you need to do the keyword research to figure out which variation should I use because seafood as two words might get 500 searches a month, but seafood as one word might get 5,000 searches every single month. So little changes have a big impact on search volume, and you want to try to find those high search volume keywords that relate to what your business is doing, and also have buyer intent too. You don't want to just rank for a keyword because it gets lost searches you want to make sure that keyword is related to what you're doing and has some intent behind it to that they actually want to use your product or service
0: okay yeah that makes sense so what kind of words would indicate buyer intent
1: usually anything more than one word so or like one or two word keywords are don't really have intent behind it so if we go back to like the restaurant seafood if someone just searches for or like seafood restaurant if someone just searches for seafood, that doesn't really mean anything. It can mean so many different things like what is seafood? What are the different types of seafood? It doesn't mean they want to go to your restaurant. Even though seafood is going to get a lot of searches, it's not really the best keyword. Seafood restaurant, it's a little bit more targeted. Someone's looking for seafood and a restaurant. If they append it with your city name, like city or seafood restaurants in London, then that's even more by intent, where less people are going to be using it, but if they're looking for seafood and they're in London, they're going to want to go to your restaurant most likely. So it's all about finding those long tail keywords, keywords that are two or more words, the longer, the better, less people are going to be using it, but there's more intent behind that search.
0: Oh, that's a really great tip. Thank you. So what kind of mistakes do you see people making with their SEO? Uh,
1: I mean, probably not building what are called backlinks. So you could build a website, keywords all over it. Google doesn't trust you. They don't believe anything you put on their website. So you have to build trust up. And the way to build trust is by getting other websites to talk about you. So if I build a website and I say Brandon's dentist.com, Google's like, all right, is Brandon really a dentist? Because we don't want to just have people go to his website and find out he doesn't, he's not a dentist, or they go to my office and find out I don't exist. So the mm-hmm. way that that they verify that is they want to see other websites talking about me. And they want to see that I'm on like Yelp or TripAdvisor or Google Maps and Apple Maps and Yellow Pages, MapQuest and on like WebMD. And the more websites that you're on, it's like a popularity contest, the more popular or trustworthy Google sees you as. And then they look at those keywords on your website. But if you're not building backlinks, Google's not going to trust a website. And what is a backlink? A backable link from another website that points to yours. So let's say you're on entrepreneur.com. In there it says Brandon Leibwitz. You click on it and it goes to my website. I'd be getting a backlink from entrepreneur.com. So the more websites that talk about you with clickable links, the more trustworthy Google sees you as.
0: Okay, and not all websites are equal entrepreneur. So is Google going to give that more weighting than a smaller website?
1: Yep, so the way it used to be is 500 backlinks and you have 200 backlinks, you rank higher than me, but. Google realized over the years that not every website is equal, like you're saying. So they said, all right, the way we want to validate or look at backlinks is we want quality over quantity. So what is a quality backlink to Google? Quality backlink means it's from a site that's related to what you're doing. That's the most important part. So the more related, the better. Like if you go to like, if you're a car mechanic and you're getting backlinks from, let's say an airplane company or a restaurant or a shoe store. It doesn't really make sense. Like doesn't align. You need sites that are related to what you're doing. So the more related, the better. It doesn't have to be exactly what you're doing, but the more, the better. Like I do SEO, I'm not going to get any other SEO companies to link out to me because we're all somewhat competitors. But if can get a website that does advertising or even like radio, it doesn't have to be digital, just anything somewhat related to what you're doing. That's what Google wants to see. And then authoritativeness, how popular is this website? The bigger the website, the better. Like if I gave you a backlink from my website, it would be good. It's not bad, but it's not the same tier as like Forbes or Wall Street Journal or New York Times. So the bigger the website, the more SEO value, but relevancy really is more important. Finding sites that are related to what you're doing.
0: And all this helps your domain authority. Is that right?
1: Nope, it helps Google trust you more. So domain authority is just a third-party tool that is trying to guess. Okay. Love Google, how Google ranks websites. Google has what is called PageRank. And that's how they really rank websites. It's ranked from zero to 10. But like 10 or 15 years ago, Google stopped showing it. So all these new tools like Moz made domain authority and page authority. And there's like majestic trust flow and site flow and citation flow. And Ahrefs has domain authority. And there's all these tools. Them. <laughs> and I would just say, just take everything with a grain of salt. Like having a high domain authority it's good but that's not google and there's ways to manipulate the domain authority and rankings so i don't exactly. really trust those per se i mean it's good to look at but i like to look at a bunch of them that's why i don't just look at Moz domain authority or page authority i like to look at the Ahrefs one or majestic or there's alexa there's so many different tools out there but i try to look at a bunch of them that way i could see do they have good rankings on all of them or do they just have really good rankings on one and then the rest kind of suck which Mm -hmm. I see happen a lot of times or a lot have really good mods because everyone kind of looks at mods domain authority Mm -hmm. and page authority as like the go-to but there are ways to manipulate and game the system and so yeah unfortunately you guys gotta take everything with a grain of salt and double triple check and dive deeper a little sometimes
0: okay so if you're looking to build your backlinks are there some good ways to go about this some bad ways to go about this
1: I mean, the good way is look at your competitors. So there's tools that will show you any website's backlinks. You have to pay for these tools, but they are worth the money. You have to, so there's a few big ones like Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush are kind of like the three big ones where just pick one, you don't need to buy all of them. Just pick one and then go into Google and search for your keywords. So you use on that first page of Google for your keywords, make note of those websites and throw them into those tools. And then one by one, you could look at all their backlinks because if they're on that first page of Google, they've done something right. And it's primarily through those backlinks. And if you're going to look at their backlinks and incorporate the good ones into your own website, that would be great. So if you see your competitors getting all these backlinks, then you could sort them by the the ranking, like domain authority and try to go for the bigger ones first, but making sure they're relevant. So not all backlinks are going to be good. So you might be looking at your competitors and seeing like, all right, they got published on the New York Times. All right, great. Let me see how what happened. You can look at that article or whatever it is that's been published on the New York Times. You could see the writer that wrote it, and we potentially reach out to them and be like, "Hey, I saw you wrote this article about blah blah whatever topic. I also do similar something similar, and wanted to see if you'd be interested in having me on. I mean, you gotta get you gotta get creative with it and figure out what do they do, how they get this article. Is it an interview? Is it a Top ten list of like the top ten restaurants to check out, and maybe one of those restaurants is no longer in business. And you could reach out to that author and be like, "Hey, this restaurant's no longer in business. I have a restaurant in this town. Can you include me in this list?" Or if you saw they did an interview, maybe you could say, "Can you interview me?" Or if you saw they were on the podcast, you could reach out to that podcast to see if you're on it and kind of reverse engineer their entire strategy and see what they're doing, what's working. Maybe they join like the BBB or Chamber of Commerce or like yelp and TripAdvisor and all this stuff you can really see everything they're doing but also you could see so down there there might be some that are coming from like a pharmaceutical or like gambling and like some weird stuff where you're like okay. maybe i don't want these backlinks unless you're a pharmacy website then you want those but in general you want to go for quality sites or maybe you see they're getting a bunch of websites that are in other languages like then you're like all right i'm not going to go after these unless you're targeting that country and language but if not then you want to skip over those so you don't want to copy everything you want to look through your competitors and try to pick and choose the ones that seem relevant and authoritative and go after those and looking at your competitors will definitely keep you busy and that's gonna I mean unfortunately you're not gonna be able to get all their backlinks a lot of these websites are going to be old or outdated or no longer maintained but if you look at enough of your competitors that's going to get you to really kind of reverse engineer and see their entire strategy
0: wow that's such valuable advice I know that one of the things that you help your clients with is reputation management. I take it this is a part of that. What else does it involve?
1: Well, so reputation is like I could rank websites. I could also push them down and hide them. So if something happened that you want hidden, which I try to stay away from it because usually it's something bad that happened, but if it's something weird that happened or somebody mixed you up with like somebody else. Like maybe you have a company name that someone else has a similar company name and they thought you were a different company and wrote a bad review about you or stuff like that, I could push it down and hide it. But in general, try to stay away because usually they did something wrong and it's like, do you want to hide that? It should be there. But every once in a while, there's some weird stuff that pops up that you're just like, what's going on Google? Because Google's just a robot, they're an algorithm and they don't get it perfect. So sometimes you have to go in there and clean it up a little bit.
0: I had no idea that you could push it down. I was only thinking of raising it up. That's so interesting.
1: Yeah. So with pushing it down, basically what you do is you go onto page. So you search for whatever keyword that they want to like change the results for. And then whatever is ranked on page two or three or four, you start building backlinks to those pages, to the websites, because they're close to being on that first page of Google. They just need a little nudge. And if you build backlinks, usually that gets the website to rank higher or you create social media sites for all these, for that keyword. So because whenever you search for a keyword or a company name, usually... Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, like two or three of them will rank. It's kind of random which ones Google picks, but definitely some social will rank. So if you create social media accounts on everything and kind of just kind of you're just throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks, what ranks and whatever starts ranking, then build backlinks to those pages.
0: Brilliant. (laughs) So how helpful are press releases in terms of SEO?
1: Yeah, I mean, they used to be a lot more beneficial in the past. Press release is okay because any normal business will do a press release. But in the past, press releases were to get backlinks, to get SEO backlinks, to get other websites to talk about you, which is okay. But if you think about where does the press release go, it usually just goes on news-related websites. So there's no relevancy there. So relevancy is really important with the backlinks. You don't want to just be on any generic kind of news, random website. You want to be on sites that are targeted to what you're doing. So in the past, people would do that as a way to get backlinks. Nowadays it doesn't really work. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not good. It's kind of like neutral. It's just it's not going to help out for SEO, but it is good for branding, like getting your name out there. It's not a bad thing to do a press release, but if you're just doing it to get those backlinks and to rank higher, it's probably not going to help out much anymore.
0: How about podcasts? Some of our clients are working on SEO and there'd be guests on podcasts as part of their backlink strategy.
1: If, as long as the podcast has a website, yep. then and they post the episode on their website, that will help out. If they're just posting the episode on YouTube, I mean, that's okay, but it's not going to get you a backlink. Even if they link out to you on YouTube, most so- social media doesn't count for SEO. So if they link out to you from like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, most of those are going to be what are called no follow backlinks. They're not going to help out for SEO, but you want to be published on a website. So if, you're on a podcast and they have a website that they share the podcast episodes on, that would be good. If they don't share it on their own website, then it's still good exposure for you, but you're not going to get that SEO value. So as long as they have a website, then you'll get that SEO potential from, the, from that backlink from the podcast.
0: So when you're working with clients, do you advise them to be building their links from different places? How, how does it work? What's the best thing to do?
1: Yeah. I mean, you just want sites that are related to what you're doing. So yeah. Well, definitely different places. So if you got published 20 different articles on like Forbes, that's great, but it'd be much better to get 20 different websites to post about you versus the same website posting about you 20 times, even though it's Forbes, you still would rather get more unique sites. So going for the unique websites that are related to what you're doing is going to be much better than just getting the same website over and over again.
0: Can you talk about some of the transformations you've seen for your clients?
1: Yeah, I mean, with doing SEO, it takes time. But when you build it up and build up that trust, Google starts ranking you more. So I've had some companies that were clients that they had a website 20 something years that they've had it and they built it in a way that Google can't really read or understand. They're kind of blocked from the website. So going in and restructuring and changing the the layout or the structure of the website and building a few backlinks within like a month or two, they pretty much shot up to the first page of Google from nowhere. It's kind of rare because again, they had a website that was over 20 years old. So the older the website, the more trust Google's already built to you. But if Google can't read your website and doesn't understand what keywords are on there, then they're not going to rank you for the right keywords. So basically we just had to fix the website versus most people I work with It's the opposite where they're a brand new website. They don't have any backlinks. They might have some keywords on the website, but we have to build backlinks and the backlinks take time to build. You can't just build a bunch of backlinks and get rankings. It takes months. Sometimes it could take a year depending on how compelled those keywords are. But building those backlinks over time is going to get Google trusty. Like I was working with this company that made preparedness kits, like emergency kits. And by building them some backlinks, they were really maybe like on page four or three when I started working with them but once we started building backlinks after about five six months they started keeping up to that first page of google and once they got there they started seeing more phone calls or for them there was more sales on their website they're selling actually products like the car company that I was working with that was 20 plus years old once I got to that first page of google they just saw their business really take off and hasn't slowed down anytime soon and now we're just like all right let's keep maximizing it let's add more make or more cars, more manufacturers, more models to your website, but start blogging because they never blogged and just adding more content. And they just see more people finding them and more traffic coming into their website, but it all takes time. It's not a one size fits all. It's not like you do this and then six months later you're gonna get traffic. It, there's so many variables and it really comes down to how compatible those keywords are. The more competition your keywords have, the more time it's gonna take to rank. So if you could find something more niche and unique, that helps out a lot more. Like the car company, they were selling cars, but they're selling exotic cars. So like very expensive cars. So it's a little bit more unique. It's not just like they're selling just a standard car, which it's going to be a lot of competition. Exotic cars, competitive, but not as competitive as just generic cars. So finding something niche that helps differentiate yourself, it's going to really help out for SEO or just in general with the marketing. Because if you're just selling the same thing that everyone else is, You can break through, but it's tough. And nowadays the markets are pretty saturated. So finding something unique is going to really help
0: out. That's all been so useful. Thank you so much, Brandon. Where can listeners go to connect with you?
1: Yeah, so I actually create a special gift for everyone. If they go to my website at seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that there along with my contact information and also a bunch of classes I've done over the years I've thrown up for free so they can watch and see step-by-step how to do a lot of stuff that we talked about. And if they want to book some time on my calendar, I'm happy to check out their website for free as well. And they can book some time there.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, I'll be checking it out myself and I'll put links to that in the show notes. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on today.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Best Guest podcast today. I'll talk to you again in the next episode.